Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Well, Gary, thank you for joining me on The Score on Cork's 96FM. Um, Friday was a very special day for Cove Rambra's football club. Fireworks to the backdrop of the amazing Belvelli Castle, uh, the club's new sponsor, of course, which uh, we'll talk about in detail shortly, Gary. But uh, you had to watch all the excitement from afar on social media. But uh, as launches go, it was pretty impressive, wasn't it, Gary? It was certainly one of the more unusual ones, Trevor, wasn't it? I loved seeing the reaction on Twitter uh, and and on the internet and so on. It was fantastic to see the positive response of the local community and I particularly enjoyed seeing the response to the third kit bearing the, the logo of Breaking the Silence. Yes, it was fabulous. That's very important, obviously, for you as well and the club, is it? It is important. You know, it's something that... Uh, listen, I had a brother that I lost to to that, uh, to suicide, uh, unfortunately, and it's something that's always been very close to my heart. So the fact that we could do something with the Ramblers and support that particular charity is very close to my heart. And we'll talk more, uh, Gary, about your sponsorship and your involvement with Cove Ramblers shortly. But uh, can I ask you, what brought you to Cove first day, Gary? Trevor, you know, I was, I, I'm, I'm one of this generation that, Grew up during the Troubles in Belfast. I grew up in a council estate in Belfast in the, the, the 70s. There were no opportunities for me there. And, and like a lot of my friends of the same age, I ended up moving to England to, to look for work. Uh, I, that was at the age of 18. And, you know, I just felt like I'd never had the chance to, to live my Irish life, if you know what I mean. And... Uh, I, one of the best things I ever did in my education was study Irish history. And it gave me, I think it should be compulsory for, mm. for kids all over Ireland I to agree. study that in detail. And it just gave me a sense that I, there was something unfinished in my life and I needed a base back in Ireland. I was over playing golf. I came across Belvelli Castle. At the same time, I was looking for a project. And I thought, I'm going to take this on. And I phoned the estate agent and said, I'll buy it. And, and you know, here we are a few years later. Yeah, and we'll get to more on that uh, shortly, Gary. And uh, where you moved to when you left Belfast in the 80s. I know you went to Yorkshire, went to Leeds, so we'll get to that later. But okay. Because of COVID, um, you, you, you can't travel, obviously. How are you coping and uh, are you missing COVID? First of all, we're, we're coping well. I've got two lads that are 19 and 21 and my wife. We're all in good health. Uh, you know, we're all trying to keep our spirits up. My two lads are at Liverpool and Sheffield University, so they're doing well. Look, we've got to be positive, but we've got to put our health first. You know, it's so mm. frustrating for so many of us. It's over a year, believe it or not, since I've been able to visit Cove and a, a watch on from afar is as Jonathan Lee, who looks after Belvelli, you know, continues to keep it as a, as a positive force in Coven. And, and listen, we're going to come out of this. We're going to appreciate things so much more after this. I can't wait to get back there. I'm looking forward to, 
you know, visiting a few pubs on the island and, and eating in some of the lovely restaurants and cafes there. I just can't wait to get back and and hopefully take in a Ramblers game this summer as well. Yeah, that would be great. And, um, uh, you know, do you have any further plans for Cove or, or Cork in general, um, Gary? Well, first of all, Trevor, I've got to recognise my position in the pecking order. I'm, you know, I'm constantly reminded I'm a blow-in there. So I, <laughs> I need, to, all I want to do is Belvilly Castle has been a fantastic positive force in my life. I've got so mm. much satisfaction out of it. And probably the greatest satisfaction has been seeing the local community's reaction to it. You know, I can't believe the support they've given to myself and Anne and my two lads. And I just want to, I want to keep that positive momentum for Co. So it's very much me uh, you know, reacting to what, I can do to help the community there. But listen, I'm a big sports fan. I love my football. I love my rugby. I love my golf. Uh, you know, I've had the honour of, of running with, of course, a local legend there. Sonia took me out running mm. there one day when I was last over, which was fantastic. And Great. I need to get a GAA game in because that's something I've never seen live. So I've got all that on my, my bucket list. But uh. I think we also need to, you know, I'm keen to see what the community wants to do, you know, I think there's so many incredible community groups there, Cove Tidy Towns are great and we've got some other things, as you know a big thing on the castle is the golden tree on top and the mm. thinking man and I've got Fabulous. We're, we're working with the Cork uh, Midsummer F- Festival to bring a fantastic um, event to Cove this summer, if regulations permit of course but we've got something really exciting planned uh in the summer alongside the festival and then one or two other things but listen as i say i'm a blow-in but if there's any way i can help the community i want to do that that's great and uh i I was passing over christmas actually my young girl lola and uh she was fascinated by the uh the castle lit up with santa claus and the christmas (laughs) stuff was fabulous it looked Fantastic, didn't it? Absolutely brilliant, yeah. Um, you mentioned they're a big football fan, so that answers my next question. How you got an, involved with Cove Ramblers Football Club? It, it, it's obviously a good fit, isn't it? It is. When, it, when I, they, they actually came to see me, once I'd settled in over there, they came to see me, and it was just a get-to-know-you session. It was just, you know, they'd no agenda or anything. They just said, look, I just any any guidance you get. Look, I don't run a football club. I'm not an expert. I'm a fan, first and foremost. Mm. But what I came to learn was that this was a, a club that was at the heart of the community. And more than that, that they really wanted to play a positive part in that community, I think. And I saw some of the lads that I met, you know, Bill, the chairman there, is a fantastic guy in, mm. in terms of leading the club. Stuart, the manager, has done a fantastic job last season in terms of getting the guys so close to the playoffs. Yes. And again, watching it, seeing the reaction in town, seeing the locals walking around with the jerseys, it, to me, what captured my imagination was their interaction with the community. Mm. And then they're working so positively, the, the Cove for Football initiative, uh, where they're building you know, an all-weather pitch right. there on the island. Mm the Cove Ramblers' positive reaction and involvement in that. And I just thought this was a club that, um, at this difficult time, really deserved some support. Mm, good stuff. And uh, you mentioned uh, just a short time ago there, running with uh, Sonia Sullivan, of course, a global star and the pride of Cove. And her father, yeah. actually, John, played, uh, I think he was a keeper for Cove Ramblers. 
I didn't know that, but obviously a very talented family. <laughs> yeah, and Cove was, uh, I was going to say, Sonia's such a nice person, so warm, isn't she? She is, she's lovely, and, you know, she took me out, and I, and I went out running, and initially I thought, I'm going to look like a complete fool here, but <laughs> I think it was harder for her running so slowly alongside me than it was for me running alongside her. She's just, her, both feet are planted firmly on the ground. She's so proud of her Cove roots mm. as well. And, you know, no matter where she is in the world, you know, Cove is right at the front of what she is thinking about. Yeah, and you mentioned all the positivity about uh, Cove Ramblers Football Club. What would you like to see uh, for Cove Ramblers over the next few years, Gary? Look, I, I think they've got, first of all, let's continue this interaction with the community. Mm. You know, let's get the young people involved. I think it's such a fantastic development, the taking on the women's team again and promoting women's football. I, I honestly think that's going to be one of the biggest growth areas in football in the next decade. So the fact that they've recognised that that's an important part of the club's role in the community and the development of the club in coming years is going to be fantastic. But look, we've got to be realistic in terms of where other clubs and so on are. But if the club can play, play that role in the community, get the kids into sport, you know, some of those kids will no doubt have the talent to represent the club, and then who knows where they can go. Mm, you know, yeah. Trevor, I look at, you know, I look at uh, Cove and I look at the history, and you know, it was interesting. One of the things that I found out was the inspiration for the kit was Burnley Football Club. Mm. You look at Burnley Football Club today; it's by no means a club with the biggest support or the biggest ground or from the most affluent area or anything like that. But there they are, an established team in the English Premier League. Mm. And they do that with very, very good management. They too are at the heart of their community. Uh, They they spend their money wisely. They invest their money wisely. They take a long-term view of players and of management and so on. And I wonder, is that a model that Cove can ultimately look at for inspiration? Yeah, definitely so. And next year is a huge year for uh, the club, isn't it, for Cove Ramblers? They'll be 100 years old next year, so hopefully well, Cove will be out of the way and we can plan all the celebrations. That's right, and, and anniversaries and centenaries like that, it often gives people time to think more deeply about things and to plan the future. I heard Bill on your show a few weeks ago talking about that. Mm. And, you know, he was very keen to say that it's not just about looking about the past, it's about thinking about the future. Mm. And I think when that comes round, it's a time, it'll it'll give, again, the island uh, a reason to gather around the club and for the club to play a central part in the community. Yes, indeed. And, uh, you know, you mentioned there as well, you're looking forward to the season starting. I think the fixture list is out uh, on the 8th of February and we have Cork Derbies to look forward to for the first time in 13 years, Gary, with uh, Cove Ramblers welcoming Cork City to town. I can I hope that I hope that goes ahead and I hope more than anything that the fans can get mm. there. It'll be a fantastic atmosphere, especially the the game at uh, St Coleman's Park would be a great event for the island, wouldn't it? Oh yeah. And I know that Stuart the manager's got some history at Cork City yes, as well, yeah. so I'm sure it'll be a game that he will be incredibly keen to win as well. Certainly. And uh, just going back to um, you as a young lad growing up in Belfast, you said, uh, I think you moved to, was it Yorkshire in the 80s? What, what, what brought you to Leeds in that area? Look, as I said, you know, I was moving away from Belfast. I was looking for work. 
uh, an opportunity came for a job in Leeds and in Newcastle. And I thought, look, I was a mad Leeds fan. I was I was one of this generation. You know, I was I was born in the late sixties and the early seventies. You had Billy Bremner, Johnny Giles, Jack Charlton, mm. all those guys. And of course, every Irish lad has a has an English team, doesn't he? And Leeds happened to be my English team. And I thought, well, am I, am I going to Newcastle or am I going to Leeds? And I thought, I'm going <laughs> I'm going to Leeds. And the added benefit is I can is I can watch the team. And here I am today. It's not only me that's a Leeds fan. I've also cursed the wife and the, the, the kids with it as well. <laughs> so the four of us are season ticket holders there. Brilliant. And we've been through a tough time this last 16 years, but I'm really enjoying the football that Bielsa's brought to the club. Mm, I was going to mention him, but I'll just talk first about how magical it must have been, you know, watching Leeds in the, in the 80s and watching them in the 70s, I suppose, on television, then going to Ellen Road and, um, you know, as you mentioned there, the Billy Bremeners, Trevor Cherries, Maidley, Reaney, yeah. Alan Clark, those players were magnificent. And John Giles, what a player he was. And a lot of Irish players have, uh, have gone through Ellen Road, of course. Okay. There's, there's a big link. And, and I'll tell you what, you can't go to Ellen Road without seeing a few Irish flags around the stadium. You know, big Irish supporter base. Uh, which is great to see. As you say, you've got Johnny Jazz, Jack Charlton, of course, who's an honorary Irishman. You've got, you know, David O'Leary, Ian Hart, Gary Kelly, Robbie Keane. Yeah. You know, there's so many links between Leeds and, and Ireland. It's fantastic. Um, but the, I, I went along. The very first game was a 1-0 game against Aston Villa. You know, it's just, and you know what? It's been lovely. I've met a lot of the old players. A good friend of mine, his wife is, the daughter of Eddie Gray, lovely, lovely people, uh, Peter Lorimer. My secretary married Alan Clark. Here's a story for you, Trevor. <laughs> my, my secretary, the my former secretary, she married Alan Clark's uh, lad. And at his wedding, the best man stood up. His name was James Clark. And he said, it's only today that I realized you were called James Clark. Until today, I thought your name was actually Alan Clarkson. <laughs> because, <laughs> of course, he'd gone through his entire life saying, this is Alan Clarkson, you know, so, but lovely again, and it's been great to see the club, the club's resurgence in, in the last year or two. Yeah, I was going to say that you're great that Leeds are back in the, in the Premier League, currently 12th in the table. What have you made of the return to the flight, top flight and the style of football they're playing, um, Gary? I've just, uh, we've waited so long for it, Trevor, I'm just enjoying every minute, you know. And, you know, we're, we're going to get beaten a few games. You know, we're just getting acclimatised to it. Look, this year, success is finishing 17th and surviving in the Premier League. If we can do that, it'll be a fantastic basis to try and get to the second season and get more established. But, look, you've, you've got to say about Bielsa, you look at that team, that was a championship team. The core of that club are still the players that finished mid-table in the championship before mm. he arrived. Mm. And it's a lesson to us all, you know, there's a lot more to get out of it, all of us in any form. You know, he's yeah. made them fitter, faster. He's, he's got them training really, really hard. Some of those players, Liam Cooper, the captain himself, would say, I never, ever thought I would play at this level or I would be able to compete at this level. It's a lesson to all of us. Yeah. The fitter you are, the faster we can get, the more you train, look what's possible. Yes, indeed, and uh, I, I know you're a huge fan of uh, Mar Marcelo Bielsa and what he's done at Leeds, and obviously he's hugely popular in in uh, in Leeds. Yes, he's he's listen in Bielsa. We trust 
<laughs> is what they say over yeah. here. And it's just after so many years of watching very average football to see what he's done with the club. And again, the, the way in which he's done it is just fantastic. And listen, you've got to experience the tough times to appreciate the really good times. I mean, you look at Liverpool and Man U. I mean, Man U went 26 years before they won the, the yeah. premiership title in 1993. Liverpool, before last year, had gone an awful long time. And I know they've won other trophies and so on. But I tell you what, it makes that success all the more sweeter when you've experienced the tough times. Yeah, it certainly does. And uh, I'm just thinking out loud when I'm talking to you here, Gary, could we work maybe on a pre-season friendly for Leeds in the summer when the COVID, COVID permitting, of course, to get Leeds to send Coleman's Park? Now, that would be special, wouldn't it? Well, I'll, I'll pull every string I possibly can <laughs> on this side of the Irish Sea, Trevor. So, you know, I'll, I'll do what I can. But listen, I just want to help the Ramblers and, and do what I can to be a, a positive on the island of Cove. Well, uh, we're looking forward to you getting back to Cove, Gary, very soon. And uh, thank you very much indeed uh, for talking to me here on The Score on Cork's 96FM. Hope to see you soon. Thanks, Trevor. Enjoy the show. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.